Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome back here into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Fiener Home and Cremations. Robert Filton Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Colin McLaughlin, and Dylan Bishop. Happy to have you with us. 1215 will be joined by Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager Trip Tobin. As uh, It's been a while since we've caught up with him. They've... As we talked about on the the last time we spoke, a lot of games weren't played due to weather. It happened again this weekend. They were down in Chesapeake, Virginia, and Chesapeake or Virginia Beach area, and they only got to play Friday night and one game on Saturday. They lost at least two games uh, due to the weather down there, which was kind of everywhere because the junior teams did the junior team did up in Bridgeport as well. Uh, but guys, we're back on the air. It's been. We're turned the calendar since the last time we've had a show. Yeah, it's July now, so halfway through uh, 2023. It's been a good one so far. How You guys have a uh, good week off? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I had an I okay week off. Yeah, you had car issues again. Again, and I cracked my screen. Again? Oh, I haven't cracked the screen. Okay, you've come close multiple times. Yeah. But I actually did it. But it's okay because I have a protection plan. That's good. I just got to find the time now to go and uh, go get it replaced. But uh, Colin, uh, it's been an interesting uh, 24 hours for you. It has been, and shout out to... It was a fun weekend, but you got to an extension of the weekend because of the travel issues. Yeah, so uh, already had it planned, and with the week off, it kind of made it, I guess, easier. Uh, Decided to go to Minnesota over the weekend since the Orioles were in Minnesota playing against the Twins, so my dad and I went. uh, Originally, only were going to go to the Friday-Saturday games out of the series, but in a way that because of a flight delay got to go to Sunday's game but unfortunately that flight delay just kept getting longer and longer and longer but back here now still very tired because the flight uh that was scheduled for 3:40 didn't leave until 1:40 in the morning which meant landing at four o'clock getting to the car at 5:30 in the morning ish because of another delay at the gate and here I am so. It's funny because you made like slight jokes. I, I kind of made a slight joke. I, I wasn't a sure. A few times. Because this is how with the weather lately and with staff shortages, it seems like airlines have been the past few weeks where you're not surprised if there's a delay or a cancellation. And I got to experience that firsthand. So shout out to Spencer for covering the morning shifts and Rob's out this week as well, which was my job but since i was unable to make it until 7 15 7 30 today uh spencer was able to do it and yeah, nick, fine. nick needed his beauty sleep i guess I don't <laughs> <know>. it worked <laughs> uh why don't you just fly back with the orioles um because yeah. they were going all over the place that's why 
Stop hitting the table. You know I, I apologize. True, they're going to what, yeah, some Seattle. Are some are going to Seattle. Yeah. Some are going probably on a mini vacation of their own. They, some of them might be heading back home. Well, I'm sure there's like one standard team flight back home. Except for the probably, except but, for the All Stars. The All Stars always take separate. Well, yeah, they're going to Seattle. Yeah. So. How was how was our Fourth of July specifically, fellas? It was it was good. I I will say, it the fireworks here in Martinsburg. A little disappointing. Very I didn't short. See you think so? They said they were starting at nine thirty. They started at like nine ten. Oh, I was pretty disappointed, and I got there late to see them going. I was like, "There's no way that's it." And then it was over by nine forty-five because it started at like nine ten. I expected you to say that they that's started long, at then. If it started at nine ten and went to nine forty-five, yeah, you should have been thirty-five early minutes. Is what it sounds yeah. like. Today. Yeah, but uh, they said nine thirty. So. Actually, Dylan, how was your how was your time off? Because, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, we just you don't we haven't talked about times off. Yeah, I uh, actually didn't watch fireworks on the on the on the fourth. They, they they've never at this point in my life at least I feel like I've, I've kind of gotten all that I can out of fireworks. At least they don't really do much for me anymore. So I went to uh, the local theater in Berkeley Springs, Colin. They were doing a two dollar Tuesday movie, Ooh. showing first time. I'm 25 and I still had never seen Jaws start to finish. Oh, okay. and of course Jaws takes place on the fourth of July, and I think it's my favorite movie now. Like it's just incredible. Maybe it's because I got to see it up on the big screen when I saw it for the first time. But just from beginning to end, what a movie! How was the rest of your week off? That was good. It was mostly just relaxation time. Spent some time with family, but uh, other than that, so that was probably the most interesting part of my week. So, Nick, how was yours? It's good. Spent some time with the family. Uh, went and saw the new Indiana Jones movie. So, your thoughts? It was okay. It got kind of weird. I'd say it's better than the last one, but not as good as the original three. All right. That's good to know. Uh, I was I caught up with a few friends here and there. I hung out with uh, friends that I haven't seen in a few months. Was supposed to go see more friends that I hadn't seen in a few months. And then I had car trouble on I-81 once again. I just think I should stop taking I-81 when I go uh, anywhere. I feel like that's for everybody. Just avoid I-81 if you have the opportunity to. But but shout out to Parsons Ford. We've had some issues, but we're back. We're good. We're on good terms. Uh, They became number one by making you number one. They made me number one first on uh, Thursday. I guess Wednesday into Thursday, I think it was. Wednesday into Thursday. Uh, This happened at 525 when I first had it. By the time I pulled off the road, it was 530. Service place was closed. Well, I got a call back from the service guy I'd been dealing with, and he said, bring it over. We'll deal with it in the morning. I got a call by noon. It was ready. So shout out Parsons Ford, which coincides with this. Parsons Ford, they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll be joined by Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager Trip Tobin. Catch up about the junior and senior Hornets as their seasons wind down. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. Like a stone, and I feel here. 
with four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. When the sun goes down on my side of town, that lonesome feeling comes to my door. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Rated WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us. We're now joined on the phone by the manager for the Berkeley Post 14 Hornets, Trip Tobin. How are you doing, Trip? Doing good. How about you? We're doing well here as uh, the season, regular season, beginning to wind down for you all. Uh, you make a trip down to Virginia Beach area. Unfortunately, only able to get two games in, but uh, two really good games and a uh, big win against one of the top teams, uh, I guess, in the region. Yeah, it was a tremendous game against Chesapeake down there. Chesapeake's a defending Virginia State champion and uh, been regionals multiple times and made it into the World Series last year and played some tight games down there and wasn't able to advance into the finals, but just a tremendous baseball team full of talent and D1 talent. And uh, it was good to see our guys, uh, you know, stand up to that and, you know, get some good at-bats against some D1 pitching. And, you know, certainly wasn't a game or a team that you're going to play and pay at your stats, that's for sure. But it was definitely a great game for those kids. And, and they grinded it out and showed um you know they have some to moxie and and they can play with some of the best teams in the region when they when they bring their a game trip obviously you know things didn't go how you wanted with the weather but uh getting to go down there and and uh, take the guys 
kind of away from the area to a new place. Uh, what was that like in terms of getting some bonding and some away from, I guess, Berkeley County? Yeah, I mean, we got away from the county. We got away from, you know, um, all that. Uh, it comes with, you know, playing at home and just got to get together. We got in town. Uh, most of the guys got in town on Friday prior to the game, and that game was, uh, was hot. It was just really hot down there and extremely humid. Heat he, he indexes, you know, above 100. So Friday night just, just took the toll on everybody, and I uh, didn't see much out of them Friday night after that game because of the heat and, and the way that game went and the, the mental – exhaustion with the physical exhaustion but saturday got up early played a game against the river rats a tight game up until about the fifth or sixth inning when bats came alive and got into their bullpen and at that point they had to save some pitching and um, you know they planned on playing two games uh you know a couple more games this weekend as well but our guys just after seeing that you know pitching the night before was just uh, hungry to see something that wasn't quite uh, as fast and uh, velo and not, not as much movement uh uh, a little lesser pitching, and they they feasted on that. And then the rains came down after the first inning of the Williamsburg game, and the Williamsburg looked like they were going to be a, a team that was going to give us a great game, and we were looking forward to that. And then also uh, the 280 Seals on, or excuse me, the Frogmen on Sunday, um, looking at their record and talking to their coaches, I felt like it was going to be a good matchup as well. So, you know, we wanted to play. Our guys were hungry to play. They 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 wanted to get it done. But um, as far as the bonding goes, after the rain came on the Williamsburg game. Uh, most of them uh, made it off to the beach. A couple of them, a little bit, stayed in the air conditioning, did a little shopping and, and walking around. But for the majority of them, they were down at the beach and uh, got to bond a little bit and then hang out in the motel, hot lobbies and restaurants. So, yeah, I mean, you know, as far as bonding goes, those guys, are they don't need much bonding. I think they see each other enough. We practice a lot, but just to get away from that atmosphere and just hang out as friends, yeah, that was a great thing. Trip, uh, what were some of your, I guess, main takeaways here from those two games? I think one thing, our biggest uh, takeaway was that our, our guys realized that you know they they can compete at that level. I mean, they they can compete against you know other state champions. They can possibly you know go go to the West Virginia State tournament and make an impact and possibly move on. And and if they were to you know to have that fortune that. That they can compete, you know, at that next level against state champions. I think, I think they, they realize now that, you know, that that they they have that ability if they show up and they, and they play their game, you know, and uh, take it serious. And and I think that, uh, like I said before, we're kind of trending in the right direction. Before we last year, I think we climbed the mountain pretty quick and then kind of leveled out. And this year we've got a lot, lot got a lot of guys reps, and you know, we got that rain break which hurt a little bit, but. I wish our pitchers had more innings and our hitters had a few more bats, but we've done everything we could to, to, to uh, you know, to offset that and play as much as possible and enter squad and do everything that we can do. But, you know, I think our guys are ready to make, you know, an area run and possibly, you know, and, and hopefully fortune to get to stay and go down there and, and uh, make an impact and possibly, um, you know, do some good things there. And trip, like you mentioned, only about a week or so until the area tournament here. What, and what specifically would you say is the the main strength of your team right now? As you mentioned, that you're kind of on the right track heading into this area tournament next week. What's the main thing that you think is really the core strength of this team? Well, I, I think the core strength of this team is depth. I mean, depth, and, and certainly the way they hit the baseball. You know, they're hard outs. You know, they, they make it really hard on pitching staffs to get them out. 
Uh, they don't strike out a lot, um, you know, defensively. But they're pretty tight. But, I mean, I, I just think that we have replaceable parts. Uh, should someone go down or we lose someone, as you seem, you know, we should have – Connor here, we should have, uh, you know, Lupus here, um, you know, those guys, and we were able to replace them. I mean, they're not don't, – don't don't think for a minute that those player of the year guys are replaceable, but we were able to maintain, um, you know. So – and I think the same thing now with uh, the guys that are here, and we wish those guys were with us, but, you know, we do see that we can, we can move on uh, if something were to happen, have a misfortune, the depth there. But they're just really tough outs on a pitching staff. I mean, they make long innings. It might have two quick outs, and they seem to grind out an inning or grind out a run. And, you know, they're getting guys on and getting them over and bunting and playing baseball. And, uh, you know, we need to limit the walks on the uh, pitching side. But I think that kind of goes with just not getting these guys up on the mound enough. And that's that's partly on me and, and, and mostly on the weather. But, you know, but right now, if we can get the pitching staff, you know, some innings here, week we got a doubleheader Wednesday and a game on Saturday and possibly an inner squad on Friday and <clears throat> trying to pick up another game to give these guys some more live innings. I think we're going to go into the area and state tournament in pretty good shape and uh, I'm going to score some runs. I was going to ask you about that. Do you think that uh, kind of having a, a front-loaded because of the weather and kind of a front-loaded schedule where you, I believe you played 14 games in the month of June and only going to get eight uh, with the ones on the schedule right now for this month, do you think that that might help kind of maybe giving, a, giving some guys a little bit of rest uh, before they get to the area, then the state and hopefully the regional tournament? Well, I think it made them hungry to play. You know, they found out that, I mean, you got to a little bit of a grind in, in, in June, and then, uh, you know, certainly um, I wouldn't say false game that you need to play every day uh, regardless, and you need to figure it out, and some days you're not going to come and, and feel good or or uh, you know, bring your A game, but you need to. And I think that the break and the weather, and just like this weekend, they wanted to play. So I talked to Coach Ryan Childs, and he said uh, – these kids can't catch a break two weeks in a row that they've you know won two games on Saturday and weren't able to compete as a number one seed on Sunday and he said the kids were hungry he said but you know you like to see that you like to see that they wanted to be there they wanted to you know you take a kid in the summer and scrounging it out after you know 18 19 games and dedicating their summer and to have them hungry to jump back on a baseball field when the heat indexes are you know pushing 100 and a lot of their friends are at the pool or at parties that that just says a lot about their dedication so. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, back. I think that as long as we can, you know, get his double hitters in on Wednesday and get to, get his game on Saturday and possibly an inner squad and then get some meaningful games in next week before the state tournament and advance, I, I think, yeah, I think at the end we're going to be June and July kind of even out as far as numbers and um, we're going to be pretty healthy going into the state tournament if we if we were to make it there. You mentioned the junior squad. Uh, so they it looks like they got two more games left on their schedule, or the regular season schedule. Is there a postseason for them? Uh, is that something that they're going to be able to participate in? Yeah, they're in the they're they're in the area with Elkins and Buchanan. They've uh, secured the number one seed, and so two two teams out of that area advanced to an eighteen state tournament in Bridgeport on the twenty first, twenty second, and twenty third. So. Next Sunday, they go to uh, Elkins, and they get the winner of Buckhannon and uh, Elkins. If they were to win that game, they advance automatically because the other team would drop down and play for the second place. So they need the win on Sunday against Elkins uh, to advance to the state tournament and uh, as, as the area champion or lose that game and then win the backup game. 
and you know go in as the area runner-up. But um, they have a great opportunity as they've already actually beaten the Elkin senior team in Morgantown. So I expect that they'll some success when they go to Elkins and play one of those two teams. And um, so it could be a 21, you know, they could be at the state tournament on the 21st to the 23rd. And hopefully our team will be headed down to the state tournament that following Monday. And uh, we can do good things down there and, and, uh, and have a, have a, a thing to remember post 14 program. Trip, what's your uh, thoughts on the area and how you match up with the other teams in the tournament? You know, I think it's uh, certainly North Berkeley's a startup team. They've got guys that can do some damage, you know, as far as offensively. Um, not sure, you know, they've got a few guys that are out for different reasons. Uh, maybe it hurts their depth a little bit, but I think we can match up there well. We split with uh, Potomac Valley and assume that they have guys, you know, they've got a great team. Kaiser went to the state tournament and um, you know, they've got some pitching over there. They showed they could hit the baseball, and we went to their place. Um, we showed that we could hit the baseball at our place, but I think ultimately, hopefully, we can get uh, a couple of our, you know, one, two, three guys up on the mound and uh, and shut down that pitching and, uh, and, and, and hit and protect our – so we play at home, and hopefully we can uh, reproduce what we – what we did when we played them earlier in the year. They're a different team than they were earlier in the year. I think anybody will see that. They played a great schedule. Matt's done a great job of getting them a good schedule. Got them down to Myrtle Beach in a tournament, and uh, they just beat Fort Cumberland over the weekend. So, us, they're riding a pretty good winning streak against some good clubs. So they're coming in in hot. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun um, series. Hopefully Wednesday we can win a couple games against North Berkeley or, or outscore them and, and split and outscore them. If we can do that, we can maintain the number one seed and. Um, if that's the case, then North Berkeley would play um, Valley on Tuesday night, and then we would get the winner of that on Wednesday, and then there would be an elimination game following that Wednesday night, and then Thursday there would be a championship game for the area champion, the area runner-up as two teams go. So two of the three teams are going to go to state, and at the moment we're uh, we're in the number one seed because we split with we split with upcoming Valley, but we've scored more runs, so. If we can split with some, with uh, some, the Knights and, and score more runs or win both games, we can maintain that and get the first round by and not have to play Tuesday. That's what we're going to focus on Wednesday night. Trip over uh, this part of the summer for your team, we've been trying to do our best to follow along with uh, the announcements of guys and where they want to go after this summer and are there any updates with some guys that I guess are still maybe undecided that you've heard? She Ruess was going to HCC. If you knew that, um, he's committed there and, uh, Super has committed to uh Frederick community college, right? Colin Reed's got a few offers on the table. We expect him to make some decisions here soon with, you know, a couple of different teams. He's got big interests. A lot of guys calling, looking for him, a uh, big interest out of Allegheny, uh, you know, um, West Virginia Tech's looking for a first baseman, so um, that's the thing that's really starting to heat up. Uh, you know, Fletcher is uh, Fletcher and uh, Oviedo both are on a lot of people's radars. They're just underclassmen at this point and can't 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 be visited or whatever. But uh, their JMU coach was at the game today when we played Vienna to take a look at Lane, and uh, you know he got a good hard look at, at at Fletcher and his numbers. So, and and this weekend he's playing a little bit of a perfect game tournament, I believe, and got some looks. So. Our guys are on the radar, and, uh, you know, the rest of them are going for the most part. Boober at this point is a little undecided, and down with him here soon and trying to figure out exactly what 
his interests are and, and uh, start to focus on getting him more looks and, and a visit here and there as the season winds on and he's in pretty good shape. He threw a great game against that River Rats team down there and uh, and through the contact. And so, yeah, our guys are, um, you know, I think they're all setting themselves up and, you know, and having a pretty good portfolio to uh, to get multiple offers and that a pretty good, you know, 90, 90, 95% uh, a rate of getting kids to the next level. Um, hey, Bubs, he's going to Potomac State now. You got an offer over there. So I think the guys are, you know, they're all going to play baseball at the next level at this point, the way it looks. Trip Tobin, our guest, Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager. Trip, thanks for the time. We'll see you this weekend. All right. Thank you. That was Trip Tobin again, Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager, as they uh, definitely, as he said, 95% of guys going to play in college. Um, you know, we'll bring it out here before we hit the break, but, uh, your opinions guys on if this kind of lower time is going to help them maybe, uh, you know, not having to play in, you know, pitch those innings after already pitching in the spring. Do you think that could potentially help them, uh, going later on in these tournaments? I don't know if it necessarily helps. I think they want to play like Tripp said, uh, overall, you want to try to get out there, get as many innings as you can, um, but I don't think it necessarily helps or hurts. Overall, uh, I think they're the best team in the area tournament, but Potomac Valley, like Tripp said, it's gotten a lot better. They obviously knocked them off once, so you can't overlook them. And uh, North Berkeley, we know there's talent there. They're just probably a little bit young and not quite on the same level as the Hornets. So um, I think they'll come out of the area tournament and then the state, you know, I think they can definitely compete and potentially win it. Uh, but, you know, those teams we haven't really seen or, or heard much about. So we'll see. It should be competitive, I think. And then this is a talented team. And I think overall they'll have a great chance to win the state. Uh, but it will definitely be tough. I mean, there's a lot of good teams around the state. We saw, obviously, in the state tournament how good the other teams were across the state as well as Hedgesville. So. Um, I think it will at least be a competitive run and maybe a state championship. I wouldn't be surprised if they won it all. I think they have the talent to do so. It's just will they, you know, come and play their A game and against these other quality teams? Yeah, I really look at the depth, and I think that that is what can lead them to a state championship. I think the area should be theirs uh, for the taking. The only thing that I guess we have to go off of is we haven't seen them against North Berkeley yet and won't get to until Wednesday in the doubleheader. And North Berkeley still has some talent on that roster. You have a good pitching performance from a guy, and they might be able to take one, and it'd be a different story for post-14, even though they'd be hosting. They maybe somehow, some way, if things don't go their way, aren't that one seed in have the buy i still think they get it done either way but it would just be a tougher task at hand all right well that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by orsini's home store not just an appliance store any longer cabinets and designer beddings outdoor living is family owned and operated also get your trigger grills at orsini's at 360 hack wilson way right here in martinsburger online at orsini's.com we come back we'll discuss the topic of the weekend i guess this is another saturday night of news coming out about uh, west virginia men's basketball and their that uh, for some reason thinks he should still be their head coach 
And uh, we'll talk about that on the other side of this two-minute break. You're tuning into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Have you been smoking? Uh, I can smell it. Hickory. I'm going to watch you smoke the whole pack. Shut now and save at Orsini's today. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Madison Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Charlestown and Spring Mills now offer same-day appointments. No referral is needed unless required by your insurance carrier. WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine offers the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. For same-day appointments at WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, call 304-725-BONE. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire. Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck, because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit, right off Route 11, is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Is that Costanza over there? (laughs) What are you doing here? What? Am I crazy? Or didn't you quit? When? Friday. what, What, that? Are you kidding? I didn't quit. Why? You took that seriously. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. A little uh, sitcom from back in the day, George Costanza, when he quit, but he didn't quit. Just like Bob Huggins, apparently, as... Uh, allegedly? A, allegedly. Allegedly. Well, he, he did resign, allegedly. There was a resignation that came out, but allegedly it was his wife that wrote the resignation letter. On his behalf, though... Because it's in the form of him saying it and resigning it. It was submitted. It it was said and done. And here we are now. Apparently, Bob Huggins has demanded that he's reinstated back as the head coach. Otherwise, he will sue because he wasn't the one that resigned. And he's now claiming that he never resigned. Yeah. uh, According to 
a letter from Bob Huggins' attorneys on July 7th. The letter states that Huggins does not seek litigation and is, quote, simply looking for the correction of a clear breach of his employment agreement with WVU, end quote. The letter from Huggins, quote, based upon press statements, it appears that WVU is taking the position that Huggins voluntarily resigned and terminated the employment agreement in advance of the April 30th, 2024 However, although the press statements purport to have resignation communications directly from Coach Huggins to, this is the quote, to you and or the athletic director, Coach Huggins has never communicated his resignation to you, this is to Gordon Gee, the athletic director, or anyone at WVU. To the contrary, we understand that the purported, quote, resignation is incredibly based on a text message from Coach Huggins' wife. Uh, this just keeps getting bizarre. So, well, first of all, Spencer, thank you for playing that clip because it's one of my favorite bits from Seinfeld, one of my favorite sitcoms. <laughs> it fits very well. It does. And then um, the song fits really well. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess in a sense, he has a case because apparently any sort of early termination of his contract uh, in terms of resignation was apparently had to be submitted via like certified mail signed like with paper uh, or like pen to paper sent in to the athletic department athletic director and to the president of the university which i apparently didn't happen but they put out a statement that was put into his words saying today i am resigning what and is, plan on retiring what's mind-boggling more is the fact that he met with his team and said he was resigning yeah i guess that was only a report but no one denied that report and huggins didn't come out and say after wvu put out that statement hey this statement's not from me when they say it's a text message from his wife, I assume that would that means that the statement that they put out was texted by Huggins' wife to whichever part of the athletic department needed needed it so they could put it out. And it was in those exact words to say, oh, it was just a text message. It was probably those exact words that was put out. And to say, come back now, it, it, he's basically just saying, he also says that Essentially, this is gonna this DUI arrest is gonna be resolved with no charges. Which how, how does that happen? He blew a point two one zero. That's like three times the legal limit. How can you put that under the table? It doesn't make any. How can you brush that under the rug? I, that is point. That's three times the legal freaking limit. I mean, we all know that famous and powerful people can find ways to get things brushed under the rug sometimes but i don't like even if that happens we all know that this is what happened even if he doesn't get charged for it he didn't deny that this is what happened right. he he voluntarily entered a rehab program because of it so it's not like it didn't happen so it's not like he could he, i mean if he wants okay we reinstate him and say he wasn't fired and then you f- immediately fire him for cause for <laughs> driving drunk. I mean, why didn't happened. why didn't they just fire him then? They could have just avoided this whole situation if you just simply fired their guy. Well, I th- I think you wanted to give because him- you still had respect for Coach Huggins. Well, obviously he doesn't have respect for them. It, it sadly does seem that way right yeah, now. Yeah, and yeah. is that the university's fault the way they handled this? I, I don't know. No, they, because they as, did the right thing as a university. No, I, I feel that way as well. They let him have the chance to resign. They said he resigned. He never denied up until this point that he resigned. 
Plus, his daughter came out and made a statement about the of the cans, but yet she couldn't say my dad never resigned. Well, she was the one that said that what they gave him thirty minutes to decide whether he wanted to resign or be fired or something like or yeah, something yeah. like that. So, I mean, that's what happened in obviously in the situation. Say, okay, if you don't resign, we're going to fire you. We are giving you the chance to, as a Hall of Fame head coach to give the have the chance to respectfully step down retire or you know retire if that's what you choose to do in the end so that we don't have to say that you were fired and you don't have to say you were fired but clearly that's what's going to happen so for him to come back now and say well you know i never resigned i want my job back no (laughs) he's not gonna get it back even if the charges are gone yeah i mean he's it still happened there was still the incident before that that he should have got fired for Six weeks before that. Yeah. On a radio station. And this is his second known DUI. And this is his second known alleged DUI. So something's there. And to me, unfortunately, it just seems like a money issue. Because he doesn't get his contract this year. I mean, he still has... Unless he becomes the head coach. plenty of money. You'd think that, but still, it's another what? I mean, everybody wants more money, right? Three or four million. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody just goes, I'm good with my millions of dollars. And it's and it's like, do you really think this is going to work re- end with you being the coach again and everyone's happy? Even if even if it, we say you go to court so that you can be the coach again, how is that going to look if you're sitting if you're sitting on the sidelines because you had to go to litigation with your university to be able to have your job back and sit back on the sidelines as if that's going to attract more players or players? gonna want to come to the school with well, a situation then, like that then the whole thing becomes well if there was never like if this reverts back to how it was all those players couldn't leave right that's the biggest question up in the air hypothetically if this situation has him back in as as, as head coach does that change the fact that they had 30 days to enter the transfer portal? They should have not been able to enter the transfer portal and be back at the school so then they don't lose these guys that were apparently or that had left in the transfer portal. I mean, maybe, but I think at this point, some at least some of those players would just say, no, th- this is too much of a mess. I don't even want to go back. It just makes the school look bad. Huggins is playing the victim card when... Very hard. WVU gave him a chance the first time he got a DUI. They gave him a chance when he had this radio show incident. And then three times and you're out, right? And, and I mean, at this point, they had warned him that he was if he messed up again they did they took his salary away or they deducted his salary they gave him all these opportunities he messed up again and he's still not living up to it yeah like at some point you have to take responsibility for your actions and know that when you do things and there's consequences and he hasn't done that and i just think it's been a really like it was already a bad way to go out and now he's just making it worse yeah, I think this, if it does go to a lawsuit, might, unfortunately, for Huggins and for the Mountaineer fans that still loved what he did for this team in the state, throw any opportunity out the window for anything in the future to celebrate his mm-hmm. legacy at WVU. Yeah, he's lucky he got in the Hall of Fame when he did. Yeah, <laughs> because, because there's be zero chance he'd nope. be in it now. Yeah, or, yeah. 
so some positive WVU hoops news comes out yesterday. Uh, Florida State transfer Jeremiah Bremby is committing to West Virginia. He told Jeff Goodman, the six foot six guard, uh, redshirted last season with Florida State. He's got four years of eligibility remaining, which means as of yesterday, the roster uh, has. Let me double check here. I believe six guards, two forwards, and a center. Raquan Battle, Bremby, Jesse Edwards, Josiah Harris, Kobe Johnson, Kirk Kresha, Omar Silverero, Patrick, and Seth Wilson uh, with Jose Perez entering the transfer portal, uh, which is crazy all in itself that he entered late last week uh, with the fact that he was already waiting because he couldn't get a waiver coming from a different school. So now he's putting himself back in that whole situation again just to potentially not play basketball again next year. Yeah, his situation is just sad in itself, and he's the one that I wanted to see in the blue and gold the most probably out of all these guys because of having to sit out a year, losing his coach at Manhattan, and fighting so hard to get to play last year. But unfortunately, the NCAA didn't let him, and now he's – basically back in the same boat and hope uh, that he finds a spot and gets to play but back to uh this florida state kid i, I like it i think he's going to compliment kerr very well behind him at point guard to add some depth to that position and complement one another and split minutes maybe or see them both out there and doing well for the mountaineers yeah i guess perez was a huge huggins guy huggins yeah. tried hard to get him uh, but he entered the transfer portal on July 5th, the evening of July 5th, uh, which was last Wednesday. And there's been nothing about him taking any visits or anything like that. So it's kind of interesting that he, I guess he might come back to West Virginia after all. Uh, but Joe Toussaint is going to Texas Tech. Muhammad Ogu said he's going to play at Alabama. Uh, who am I forgetting is going to UNC? Who was it? Um, or are you thinking K- K- Kentucky? No, no, there was a UNC. Terrence guy. Mitchell. Why am I? No, blanking? Trey Mitchell went Trey to Mitchell. Kentucky. Um, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but this is all news Oconquo. that happened. Yes, James Aconqua yeah. went last week as well. So, you know, those are everybody else besides Jose Perez is not in the transfer portal anymore. They've all committed to separate schools. So, I guess you could still come back, obviously, and play, but uh, you know, fractured relationship there. Uh, seems to be the thing uh, that uh, will keep Jose Perez from playing at West Virginia. Uh, But let's move over to the NBA uh, here as we've got some time left in this segment. Uh, Dame Lillard has requested a trade, and he only wants to play for the Heat. Thank you. What did I say? Last time we talked about Dame Lillard, he clearly wanted a trade, and he was just too afraid to ask for it. And then it comes out. That in the athletic with about the report about his trade request that he actually was going to request one uh that like past sunday i think he ended up doing one on the following saturday we talked about it in between that week and he was like okay basically the blazers gm said give me some more time see what we do in the beginning of free agency and he did and they didn't do anything other than re-sign jeremy grant to 160 million dollars which is pretty crazy and he wanted out and now he's doing he's done a full 180 on this whole like 
you know, loyalty, lo- loyal to Portland and everything, where he's he's taken the extreme measure on how to request a trade, which is like, nope, it's this one team. That's it. Yeah, and I think overall, uh, I don't know if he'll end up with the Heat because the Heat package that they're going to offer back in return isn't necessarily the best for Portland. And at the end of the day, they still got to do what's best for them. It's not like Bradley Beal. You know, he doesn't have a no trade clause. So uh, they could send him wherever for something good in return. Now, I think obviously they're going to send him to a contender. um, But I think the team that would be better for Dame than the Miami Heat is the Boston Celtics. And supposedly they're interested, but he's not interested in them he said he would sit out training camp i don't think damian lillard who spent what 10 years in portland is going to sit out training camp you know because he's not happy playing for the boston celtics with jason tatum i mean that doesn't make any sense to me so i I assume this in this situation they're they're trading jalen brown yeah i think that would make the most sense i mean the money matches up that's the only i think that's the only way they could get him and i don't think they're gonna do that trade i don't either supposedly they're interested though supposedly they're interested but at the same time they they say brown's market period end of story and i I even do think that even if it's dame lillard (laughs) with the opportunity they'd still say no yeah, they're, they're interested in Lillard, but are they interested in trading Brown for Lillard? I don't think they are. I think they're about to give him a supermax contract. I think he'll go to the Heat in the end. The Heat will be incentivized, knowing that he wants to be there, to give everything that they can. And I don't think these other teams, there's a whole lot of other teams with a lot that they're willing to offer, honestly. All right, well, we'll talk a uh, little NBA Summer League tomorrow as well as the new in-season tournament that was announced uh, when we have more time on the show. Tomorrow we come back after this two-minute break. We'll discuss the MLB with the All-Star break looming tonight, the home run derby, plus the first round of the draft yesterday. Nats uh, get a generational talent at number two. We'll discuss this on their side of the two-minute break, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. We'll be back after this two-minute break on the Sports Mix. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Remember when you were a little kid and saw your first deer? Oh, how cute. As an adult, maybe you've had a different experience. Where'd that come from? Bambi mess up your dream machine? Call Cody's Auto Body today at 304-901-4777 and get the work done right the first time. Cody's Auto Body, 851 Wilston Street in Martinsburg, has a team of auto body professionals with a lifetime of experience putting your ride back together again, regardless of how it got that way. Cody's Auto Body. 
Jambo Construction and Fencing Company, LLC, is a veteran-owned and operated company right here in the eastern panhandle of West Virginia that specializes in decks, fencing, and hardscaping. Find us on Facebook at Jambo Construction and Fencing to see more of the projects we've completed. For a free estimate, you can call Bo Bartley at 304-268-5452 or Jamie Gall at 304-279-5053. We are licensed and insured in the state of West Virginia, and as Martinsburg alums, we say, go Bulldogs. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Monday, July 10, 2023, brought to you in part by the Mayor's Group and the Mayor Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson of Phil McCoy. Stop by seven, excuse me, stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, Colin, and Dylan, happy to have you with us as we wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. The first round of the MLB draft last night, Paul Skeens goes number one to the Pirates. Uh, kind of interesting there because there wasn't necessarily a set number one guy. Like I feel like in the NBA, in the NFL, in the NHL, for, for the most part, we know who the number one pick was going to be this year. But I don't feel like we knew that it was going to be Paul Skeens. There was a group of like three players it could have been. But the odds are it was going to be an LSU player. Yeah, it seemed to be leaning towards Skeens as some people had hyped him pitching prospects in Strasburg. So I think. And Garrett Cole. Right. So if, I think if that was what the overall perception was by the MLB teams, then I think it's fair to project him at number one. I guess there were some concerns about. Um, like they used him a lot at LSU, from my understanding, so, especially in the College World Series. Yeah, so maybe they, maybe he threw a lot of innings in college, and that was a concern with, you know, how long would he last? I guess, or would he have to go through some sort of Tommy John surgery at some point? But I mean, it seems like everybody does at some point too, nowadays. So, um, I think it was the right pick for Pittsburgh, if the hype really is that he is, you know the best pitching prospects in Strasburg, and he turns out to be that kind of guy. I know Steven Strasburg was never Cy Young necessarily, but he was really good yeah. for a long time. So yeah, It was really just injury. I, I've i always – I find it so interesting. There's not enough time to unpack it in the couple minutes that we have, but how the MLB draft works uh, compared to, let's say, the NFL or the NBA and how a lot of times players – will go you know number three instead of number one or number two instead of number one or, or vice versa the money right because it's of huge because of the because of the money that they're willing to take and it's like yeah if they're above if they'll take above slot or below and it, it's just you don't see that at all in the nba and the no, nfl each draft pick is slated a certain amount of money but a team can save money if they have more picks later on in the draft uh, it's kind of crazy. Like the Nats had the first pick of this, the third round, and they were if they had enough money, if they were willing to pay this amount to get a you know a top person that could have gone in the first round. But the Nats pick up Dylan Cruz, an outfielder from LSU. He could be in the big leagues honestly as early as September if if his development goes as well, or opening day next year. I think that's huge for the Nats. But stockpiling outfielders. Yeah, I think they'll definitely they'll wait till they're competitive with Dylan Cruz because even though he has a lot of talent. You got to remember the the clock and how they're going to pay guys long term. So you know you wait a few years, and then I like the Orioles pick as well. You know, yeah. a lot of speed, 
Uh, outfielder is definitely not a position in need, but baseball, you know, you got to always take whoever you think is the best player on the board. Uh, a lot of speed, hit nearly 500 at Vanderbilt, so I think it's a good pick um, as a potential, you know, guy that hopefully develops some pop, and, and that could be a really good player down the line, and excited about it. All right, well, that will do it. Here is Adley Rutschman from the Orioles competing in a home run derby tonight. But Pete Alonso looking to be the first player in MLB history to win it three times. We'll break that down tomorrow, along with more NBA news. Adley and, uh, wins. All there's the way. no way. He's only hit 10 home runs this Watch season. Him. He's hitting like 12, 13. I think it's 10 or 11. He hit two yesterday, right? So he's oh, okay. Like one. Whatever. All right, well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Berkeley Post 14 Hornets manager Tim Trip Tobin for going on. For Colin, Dylan, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Proud to support our local community and bring you the latest local news, local weather, and local sports. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Bowling Waters.